welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody, or let's call it Fallible Friday. It's all about the do's and don'ts, the wills and the wants. Sometimes you gotta make a mistake before you get a break. It's your boy OG, and if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. I got a secret you should already know. It's about dreams and nightmares and stealing the show. Happy Friday, everybody. Let's jump right into it. I got a lot to get off my chest. And who better to do it with other than you? Let's go. All right. Let's get to this hot topic. LeBron James broke the NBA scoring record this week. Hate to do it, but I'm going to have to get on LeBron. Because first of all, LeBron's a bad actor. He's a bad actor. The whole week, he was all on the strand about, oh, I never thought about it. And maybe he didn't. To his credit, maybe he didn't. But he, he sure played it up. Like, I mean, it's a big deal, but, like, he downplayed it. But then he breaks the record, and it's all me, me, me. I'm like, come on, dude. You would have thought, thought he just won a lottery. You would have thought he just won a lottery. But I can't blame him for the whole thing. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. And I don't know the kind of role models LeBron had in his life because his dad wasn't really in his life. And, you know, I mean, you you could tell that he, he's been coddled. But, you know, after breaking the record, I'm, I'm not going to say LeBron has no class. He has no tact, no couth, if you will. Because, you know, sometimes I think he just really doesn't get it. Point in, case point I'm trying to make. You telling the fan, Lake, Lake Nation, Lake Nation, you telling Lake Nation to give the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a standing ovation. Newsflash, he's the captain. He's a real Laker. You're not top five Laker all time no matter what they say. You telling them to give him an ovation? You lucky they celebrated your ass. That's what I'm talking about. That was the audacity. The audacity. And like I said, sometimes I think he just doesn't get it. But uh, that's the reason why old, old school cats like myself, it's not that I hate LeBron, but it's the reason we take the stuff that he does personal personal because like he doesn't he doesn't understand you don't disregard disregard a guy like kareem an activist in his time who's blackballed by the league for fighting for the rights that you have to do what you do right now so they can call you the king you know and people always talking about oh kareem bought it on himself because it was, he was aloof with the media and all that no 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 Kareem knew how important it was and he knew how powerful his words were. So he didn't get in the bed with the media because he knew they were going to take everything he said out of context. I mean, if that makes him aloof, he just wasn't he just was not playing that game. He wasn't a media darling. A lot of guys are not. Barry Bonds comes to mind. But I'm just saying it, it was a madhouse because the media sensationalizes everything. Oh, he got up this morning, put his socks on. Front page news. It's crazy. And another thing that bothers me about the whole thing, LeBron is the most celebrated loser in pro sports. That's the facts. 
stat boys like uh, Nick Wright like like the bringing up. They like bringing up the stats. Ten finals, four rings. Uh, for you mathematicians out there, that's forty percent. This is not baseball. Let's see, Steph Curry, four and two. KD, two and one. Dwayne Wade, three and one. Kawhi, two and one. LeBron, four and six. It's about the rings, right? It's not about uh, being in every stack category. It's about winning championships. Like I say, the winners write the story. LeBron's not a winner. He's not. When it comes to regular season games, but when championships, he's four and six. And he's the most protected superstar of all time. People, Like I said, I'm a Jordan guy. Nobody defends Jordan like they defend LeBron. You know why? Because we don't have to. The proof is in the pudding. Six no, baby. Sleep on that. That's all I'm trying to say. But uh, like when when Kareem broke Wilt's record, you know it was no. I mean his teammates mobbed him and everything. LeBron's teammates didn't mob him. Uh, he went to the celebrity section and found the camera and all that. We talking about a guy who was scared to compete in a slam dunk contest because he thought he'd lose. How many times did Mike compete in a slam dunk contest? It ain't about winning. I mean, competition is competition. This is the we scared of competition area era, and LeBron is king scared of competition guy. He's got to get a stacked team. He's got to have this. He's got to have that. He's still four and six. Somebody make it make sense to me. And I know LeBron had a rough upbringing. And, and a lot of people had worse upbringing than him. Luckily, he had, he had people in his corner that looked out for him that got him to where he needed to go. And like I tell people, I have nothing personal against LeBron. He's a great role model, but we talking basketball. And his skill set, in my lifetime, I've seen better guys. LeBron's superpower is that he's big. That's it. He's not the best shooter. He's not even the best passer. He got he gets a lot of accolades for his passing. And yes, for his size, yes, he's he's a, a great passer. But like I said, I've seen better. Uh Larry Bird, you think he's a better passer than Larry Bird? I don't think so. But I'ma give LeBron the victory in one thing. He's the best that he's number one in this category. LeBron is the first superstar to live up to all the hype and then some. They label these kids coming out of high school. He's going to be the next this. He's going to be the next. No. LeBron was the first LeBron. And everything they thought he was going to be, he's exceeded that. And I applaud him for that. He's the first guy to live up to all the hype, all the scrutiny. These kids, Most of these kids, they couldn't handle what he, what he had to go through because they're too soft. And I've labeled LeBron soft at times, but he had, was coming from where he came from and getting to where he is now, he lived up to everything and more. And for that, King James, I salute you. And congratulations on being the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Okay, we're going to get off LeBron. Now we're going to get into Kyrie. Okay, Kyrie pulled the heist move, shut the nets down, set the NBA NBA world in the chaos. Kyrie, yes, Kyrie blows up yet another team. Let's talk about it. Pros and the cons. Kyrie is a superstar talent, but he doesn't have a superstar mentality. A la Dwight Howard. Being goofy gets you out of the league this, these days. 
Dwight Howard playing over in China. After the post, and he, he got suspended. I mean, that was unwarranted. That was not his fault. The, the Nets suspended him for home. I mean, New York basically saying he couldn't come to the home arena. That wasn't his fault. That was BS. Because when baseball season started, they lifted the ban. Guess what? Aaron Judge didn't get the vaccine. But nobody gave gave him the kind of backlash that they gave, uh, gave Kyrie. So, I mean... Yeah, Kyrie is eccentric, but hey, you still got to do your job. This is not high school. You can't show up when you want. And yeah, being a superstar, you 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 have a certain uh you have a certain leverage over your coach, but you can't just show up. You can't just pull up whenever you want, even at the superstar level. Like I said, Kyrie has good intentions, but if you're going to be an activist, First and foremost, you got to be responsible. And now you want to get paid. And like I keep, Kyrie's going to be the guy that's going to get all the NBA players with this low management crap. He's going to get all of them to get stipulations put in their contracts. Because, yeah, somebody's out there is going to pay Kyrie. No doubt. But you don't think they're going to have clauses in this contract about games played, showing up, behavior, if he doesn't think that's going to be in his contract, he's going to be sitting home on the couch thinking about what he used to do. I just hope the brother gets it together. I don't really think he's going to stay in Dallas, but maybe he will. Or will he blow up another team? Only time will tell. Like I said, I, I wish the young man well. He's a great talent. Love watching him. But hey, Kyrie, at some point, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to be on the straight and narrow. When will that be? Who knows? And then finally, my man KD got traded to the Phoenix Suns. Like I said, the basketball gods have spoken. My man finally gets a chance because I thought he was going to just toil out another season in Brooklyn with really, really no help. The dominoes fell quickly. The Suns uh, acted on it, and I'm happy. Thank you, Phoenix Suns. But all things said, when Kyrie left, I knew he wasn't staying. I knew he wasn't staying. I mean, everybody knew he wasn't staying. It's crazy. This, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of BS going around about players hopping teams. Look, it's it's only like seven guys that can really do what KD and LeBron have, have actually leveraged to do. Superstars can do that. Like stars, nah, they they really can't do that. So they acting like oh they blowing up blowing up the whole league. They're not. They're just, like I said, they have leverage. They don't have power. They have leverage. You know, I, maybe I'll set out. These dudes are filthy rich, but they still want to play. So that's the only the leverage they got because if they don't play, it affects the, the uh, organization. You're talking about merchandise. You're talking about the gate, concessions. If they don't come, uh, you know, the owners know what they're losing. They're still going to be rich, but they're not willing to take that hit. So they acquiesce to some of the stuff they're going to do. So that's all I'm saying, man. But KD in Phoenix. So, you know, the hate's already begun. The hate's already begun. Once again, they're jumping on him. Hey, he's moving teams. He's a snake. Like he was the one that started all of this crap. And they keep saying, oh, he's joining another super team. The team's not super until he got on it. It ain't the team. Newsflash.
it's him. It's him. He is him. Whether you choose to love it or hate it, he is that guy. He is that one in 10,000, as Django would say, you know what? And, and it sucks for Charles Barkley because that's Barkley's team. And KD can't stand him. Get ready to eat that crow and kiss the ring, Charles. Can't wait. And like I said, I'm also sick of them saying KD's not a leader. If you're the number one guy on the team, you the leader. You don't have to be vocal about it. As you go, the team goes. That's called leadership. Steph just got a taste of being a leader last year. So why is we, we singling KD out? Because LeBron damn sure wasn't the leader when he got to Miami because it was Dwayne Wade. And like Dwayne Wade said, if, if you they're bringing you here to be the guy, you have to be the guy. That's why they lost the 2011 finals because he, he didn't want to be the guy. But, oh, he's a leader. He's the best player on the team. Doesn't necessarily mean he's the leader. But, you know, people follow. That's what he did in Cleveland. When he got to Miami, it was a whole different ball game. He had veterans. He had guys that was already all-stars. So they wanted him to put his stamp on it. And he couldn't do it. But Dwayne Wade taught him. He got through it. But saying KD's not a leader, man, get out of here. Nick Wright, if I see you, I'm swinging on sight. That's enough for KD. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad he got a new situation. And once again, my boy got a chance. Now, moving on to these quick hits, uh, DeMar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills, the young man who had cardiac arrest on the field, uh, is up and moving around. He just received the award, uh, NFL uh, Players Association, the Allen Page Award. So congratulations to him. But forget the award. I'm just glad this young man is walking around. And the doctor's saying that he should be able to play football again. I hope he does, but if it's affecting his health, he should, he should shut it down. But like I said, it's just great to see the young man walking around. Uh, it's like I said, uh, uh, prayers have been answered. I'm glad he's okay. Then we got the craziness. Michael Irvin uh, was sent home from the Super Bowl. Some lady complained to him saying uh, he said something that was inappropriate. Why are they so ready to jump on the playmaker? Mike said he had a 45-second conversation with this lady. The camera shows... He had a 45-second conversation with the lady, but they were smiling when they walked off. So what's really going on here? We got to stay tuned to see uh, what's going to happen with the rest of this. I just feel bad for the playmaker. Leave my man alone. <laughs> and even crazier, Brett Favre is suing Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee for defamation. Hey, Brett Favre, smoke screen is not working, guy. Is not working. If you're going to sue Shannon and Pat McAfee for defamation, you're going to have to sue every pundit on TV because they all been at your neck. they all been at your neck. All, all I'm going to say is, hey, don't use that money you stole to finance your lawyers. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Brock Purdy uh, had his surgery. Uh, he's, he's having surgery on February 22nd. Uh, it's going to be a six-month process. I don't know where he fits in the quarterback carousel with the 49ers. They don't know who's going to be on the center. Jimmy's uh, Garoppolo is supposed to be out of there. We got uh, Trey Lance. Uh, he's, he's supposed to be ready to go. And then you have Brock Purdy. But uh, with Shanahan, you, like I said, you never know who's going to be on the center. Moving on, college basketball. I saw some disgusting stuff this weekend from two Blue Bloods. 
Duke and the Carolina and the Carolina Tar Heels. They both got killed this week. I've been telling Duke fans they should have hired Tommy Amaker because John Shire is not the guy. Duke looked bad and getting blown out by 20-plus against Miami. But wait a minute. My Tar Heels look just as bad. They got to get it together. Or maybe Hubert is not the guy to lead them. But guess what? There's a guy that plays for Vanderbilt, Carolina legend, Jerry Stackhouse. Hubert, get on your job or it will be his. Rumors. But uh, moving on. Oklahoma and Texas agree to leave the Big 12 early next year. That's football and basketball. How's that going to be? Oklahoma's not going to get those cape, cu cupcake games they uh been getting, but I still think they, they'll show well. And and for Texas, that's just going to speed up the exit of Steve Sarkeesian. He's going to be out of there. You heard it from me first. And in other news, how does Purdue men's basketball team, they were ranked number one in the country, they lost. How are they still ranked number one? I call it BS because Houston is right behind them. Not just because I live in Houston. Houston's right behind them. When Houston lost, even uh, doesn't matter what the what the team was or how inferior, they lost. They should have dropped out of the number one spot. What's going on in college basketball? Then on the women's side, Gino Oriema, Mr. Crybaby, was complaining about how they got beat up by South Carolina. Don Staley says she's not taking it anymore. She shot back at Gino, and of course, his ego wouldn't stand down. He had to come back and say he came back to clarify his rant, saying that he was talking about the officials. Nobody's buying it, Gino, and you better leave Don alone, because I think she'll take you in a fight. That's enough quick hits. We're going to move into the NFL, the big games on Sunday. I'm going to just lay it out there. If you couldn't tell by my intro, I'm picking the Eagles. 31-26. That's just the way it goes. And uh, in the words of referee Mills Lane, let's get it on. Mahomes also got named MVP today. Uh, along with Joey Bosa. Uh, Joey Bosa is a defensive player of the uh of the year for the for the Niners. And uh we have uh the Hall of Fame inductees. Uh because really nothing going on in football other than the game. The Hall of Fame inductees for this year, Rondé Barber, cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh famous for that Tampa two. He should have been in. Should have been in. Uh Don Coriel, the coach of the Cardinals and the Chargers, Air Coriel. Uh, be old enough to remember those San Diego Charger teams with uh, Dan Fouts uh, and, and the receivers, Keller Winslow, uh, John Jefferson. Uh, crazy. He also should have been in. Uh, we have Chuck Howley, linebacker, played for the Bears, but most known for the Cowboys. I ain't really see him play, so I really can't speak on it. But if he's in, he should be in. Uh, we got Joe Klecko. New York Sacristains, along him and Mark Gassineau. But I, to me personally, I don't think he's the Hall of Famer. Uh, Darrell Rivas, Rivas Island, the Jets, the Buccaneers, and the Patriots. Yeah, that was an easy one. Ken Riley, cornerback for the Bengals. I kind of remember him. Mm, I don't I don't think he should have got the nod, but hey, he's in. Who am I to knock it? Uh, we also had Joe Thomas from the Browns, one of the legendary left tackles to play football. That was an easy one. 
And we had Zach Thomas, Dolphins and the Cowboys, tackling machine. Congratulations, Zach. He should have been in a while ago. And last, DeMarcus Ware from them Dallas Cowboys. Well, we put Denver in it too because he got the ring with Denver. But D. Ware was one of, one, of, one of those dudes. Congratulations to him. Okay, that's all I have for the NFL. So we're going to move right into uh, men's basketball. And I've been harping on it for like the last couple of weeks how the top teams are getting just flat out knocked off. The top 10, the top 15, they're losing at a, a crazy rate. I'm like, you know, they say it's parity, but to me, it's just bad basketball. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and run them down. Uh, number five, Texas lost to number nine, Kansas, 88 to 80 this, this week. Uh, you had number six, uh, Tennessee, losing to Vanderbilt, 66-65. As mentioned before, Jerry Stackhouse is the coach of Vanderbilt. Uh, Hubert Davis, you better be on your guard. Uh, we had number 10, Marquette, loses to number 21, UConn, 87-72. to and finally, we had Iowa State, who I said was a very good team last year. Iowa State loses to unranked West Virginia, 76-71. Yeah, anybody could lose to anybody on any given day, but the turnover is just too much right now. Need some stability in the men's game. Okay, and uh, the rankings came out. The rankings going into the weekend. We got Purdue, shouldn't be number one, but they're number one. We got Houston at number two. Alabama at three, Arizona at four, Texas at five, Tennessee at six, UCLA at seven, number eight, Virginia, number nine, Kansas, and number 10, Marquette. Going over to the women's side, the women's, women's only had one upset, and that was number four, UConn losing to unranked Marquette. See what happens, Gino, when you run your mouth? They got a blueprint on how to beat you now. So, shh, be very, very quiet. But we're going to run through the women's rankings. Of course, number one, South Carolina, Dawn Staley. Uh, number two, Indiana. Number three, uh, LSU, Kim Mulkey. Number four is UConn, but I'm sure they'll drop. Number five, Iowa. Number six, Stanford. Number seven, Utah. Number eight, Maryland, Linda Freeze, shout out. Uh, number nine, Duke, shout out to Kyra Lawson. I hate Duke, but Kyra's a, a ex-Tennessee volunteer. And number 10, Notre Dame. Don't forget, Super Bowl Sunday, right before the game, we got South Carolina against number three, LSU, and everybody's been waiting for the game. So do yourself a favor and watch that. It's going to be a good one. All right, now we done got to the craziness that is the NBA and the trade deadline. Whew. This was a crazy one. First and first, what I want to say, I'm going to start with the Nets. Like I said, I'm glad they got my man KD out of town. I'm even happy for Kyrie. But how does the Brooklyn Nets GM still have a job? How, how does he still have a job? You let three all-time greats leave James Harden, Kyrie, and then KD. Why do you still have a job? They fired Steve Dash. They should have fired you the same day. I feel sorry for Brooklyn fans because they got all these picks. They have no stars. They have no one to lead the team. 
And you just let three all-time greats go out the door. What other all-time great is going to come there and play for you? You better get this guy out of town. These GMs, after the trade landlines, these GMs don't have a clue. They, they, they don't have a clue. Let me give you some examples. John Wall is on the Clippers. He just trashed the Rockets where he came from for, for the organization, how bad the organization was. Guess who traded for him yesterday? The Houston Rockets. Make it make sense. Then we had the Clippers where John Wall was at. The Clippers, he wasn't getting any minutes because Reggie Jackson, who was playing in front of him, is Paul George's buddy. But guess what? The Clippers traded Jackson yesterday. Rumor is Russ is on the way. I hope so, because Russ don't belong in Utah. And last but not least, you have the Lakers who traded for D'Angelo Russell yesterday. Snitches get stitches. That's why he got kicked out of L.A. the first time. L.A. just confirmed that they traded away their future and because they're starting to bring guys back. Are you serious? L.A. was set up for about 10 years with the talent they have. I, I don't even want to name the players for you again. But I will. Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, Clarkston, the sixth man out, out in Utah, Lonzo Ball. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. Then again, another example, the Golden State Warriors traded for Gary Payton II. They got him back after not offering him a contract. Make it make sense. And then, like I said, you have to be conscious of the people around you that's not clapping when you're winning. Case in point, my man, Anthony Davis, a.k.a. Street Clothes, because he's always hurt. LeBron breaks the scoring title. My man sat down. He said they were losing the OKC Thunder, and he was mad about the game. Lies and garbage. Let me tell you what AD, a.k.a. Street Clothes, was mad about. He was mad because he found out his ass was on, on the chopping block, too. And LeBron didn't say anything. That's why, he, 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 that's why he's hot right now. You should have went to Chicago when you had a chance, guy. I don't feel sorry for you at all. Now we're going to go through these crazy trades. The major ones. We didn't get all the backstories or what have you. But, of course, you already know. D'Angelo Russell, Malik uh, Beasley, and Mo Bamba, and some guy named Jared Vanderbilt. They all went to the Lakers. The Warriors came to their senses and traded the young man Wiseman to Detroit. Finally, this young man gets the ball. I wish him nothing but, but luck. They should have never drafted him. They should have fired the whole scouting staff for the Warriors. Now, I'm going to let you make it this time, Steve Kerr, but dumb move. If you had LaMelo Ball, y'all would be way further up in standards than you are now. And Pat Bev got shipped off to Orlando. Not just Russ, he got the gate too. But the thing is, Pat, Patrick Beverly brags about this all the time, how he's made the playoffs every year he's been in the NBA. And come to find out, it's true. He has. Good luck with that Orlando squad. Then Brooklyn, you know, they got Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Mikael Bridges, and Cam Johnson. Some, some good uh, pieces, but no stars. Portland got Cam Reddish. I'm glad he got freed from New York. Uh, they got Matisse Thibault from Philly. Good uh, defensive pickup. 
uh, Denver got Thomas Bryant from the Lakers. So now you have somebody to back up uh, Jokic when he goes out. Uh, Minnesota got Mike Conley. Hopefully when uh, Cat, Big Cat comes back, he can teach Anthony Anderson how to be a, a real pro. And they might do a little something. I'm not expecting it, but as it stands right now, they are in the playoff picture. Then you have Utah. They sent Russ to exile. They want Russ to play, but I see a buyout coming. Russ is not staying in Utah. But then again, stranger things have happened. If he, I think they'll let him do what he wants to do, but we'll see. The Knicks got Josh Hart from Portland. He's reuniting with his guy Brunson. They played together at Villanova. So uh, I don't. The trade didn't really do nothing for them because they got guys just like Josh. I mean, most of the guys they don't they have don't play defense like Josh Hart. But we'll see. Milwaukee got another piece, Jay Crowder, another guy that can shoot it and defend. He's pretty much the Tucker replacement. And the Grizzlies got some more shooting. They got Luke Kennard uh, from the Clippers. Now, how this uh, changes the, the balance in, in uh, the divisions, well, let's see. We're going to start with the East. The, the Celtics, uh, nothing really major happened. Uh, everybody just wants to know how serious is the injury to Jalen Brown. The Bucks, like I said, they got stronger. They got Jay Crowder. That was a good pickup for them. Uh, the 76ers didn't really do anything. They stayed pat. Cap the Cavaliers didn't really do anything, but they will be in the hunt. The Nets is all over but the crying. Ben Simmons, you're on the clock, buddy. No KD to hide behind. No Kyrie. They, the New York media is going to be on you. Here's a clue. Get in the gym. The Heat, no major movement. The Knicks, other than Josh, Josh Hart, nothing. The Hawks. They pretty much stayed pat. They made a move, but it wasn't nothing, anything significant. The Bulls didn't do anything, and the Raptors just turned down. A, they made a move, but they just turned down a, a lot of offers for Anobi, who's out hurt right now. So the top ten are, are, are pretty much the same. Out in the West, got the Nuggets. The Nuggets are false claimers to me because, I mean, to me their window is closed. They, I mean, they got Murray back. Just Porter's like AD. He'll be hurt any day now. And Jokic is Jokic. He's going to do what he does. He's he's good, not great. And he's not going to, although he's won the back-to-back -back MVPs, Jokic's not putting anybody on his back and they're taking them to the finals. So the Grizzlies, now you have problems. Now you have problems because the Reapers in your division. Ja, <laughs> I've been telling you for like three weeks. You need to be quiet. Stay humble and play, young man. Because now you're going to have to go out and prove it. It's getting rough in the West. Then you have the Kings. The Kings are also going to be a problem. You have Dallas. Major problem if Kyrie and Luka jail. If they get it together where they can coexist, it's going to be a problem. They're already sitting in the fourth spot. Number five, Suns at five spot. New Sheriff in town. The Reaper's coming. Chris Paul just can't mess it up, mess this up. And if he does, Monty will take him out. Because guess where Monty's from? The DMV. Him and KD are like that, and they're not going to let Chris Paul and his ego mess it up. Then you have the Clippers. We're still waiting on them to do something, but if they bring in Russ, whoo, the, the West is really going to be rough. Then you have the Pelicans. They just need to be healthy, man. 
They the, the injury bug bites them every year. Zion, put the cheeseburger down, man. Come on, you got to get healthy. What this team will be, they will be a real threat if they can get everybody healthy. Then you got the T-Wolves. They have a real floor general now. No excuses. Like I said, as it stands, they are in the playoff picture. The Golden State Warriors got Knox and Peyton. Just what the doctor ordered. Peyton is back to do the little things and play defense. And I don't know why Knox was wasted away on the bench. This kid can score. He can get his shot. So we're going to see how that works. And Portland, you know, they, they play off bound. But the moves they made, Cam Reddish is a little Carmelo Anthony. I think they're going to make the playoffs now. That's pretty much all I have for this week. Uh, going to give a couple of shout-outs before I get out of here. Uh, my man Eric Casey, Big E, holding it down in Dallas. Had a birthday uh, earlier. Uh, Shout-out to you. Uh, my man James Johnson, he's from my hood. Uh, the Johnson boys. Hey, what's up, Chop? Uh, special shout-out to my nieces who turned 11 yesterday. Jatori and Genesis, love you guys. Uh, Super Bowl weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody be safe. Don't drink and drive. And as always, it's your boy, and I'm O-U-T.